At the center of the augmented reality industry lies one company. It's Gravity Jack. And they've been the secret pioneer in the augmented reality and virtual reality space since the early 2000s. Gravity Jack has worked with a plethora of Fortune 500 companies to create the augmented reality experiences you've seen and used today. And after a long wait, they've finally begun their first ever public stock offering. Gravity Jack invites you to join them. They'll continue to be at the center. Find them on startengine.com. Good evening. Welcome to CrossPolitik on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm, I'm the water boy. And you can actually pre-order. I was, I'm opening your mine arc, right now. Your ARC souvenir t-shirt i got mine this is this hey, is nice hey is this the arc approved version yeah, uh, is nope, this aig nope, approved nope, nope. Oh. <laughs> it's not. Oh. It's not. no it's not hey this is oh. uh you can go to rowdychristian.com actually pre-order your shirts and they'll be there for the arc when you get there, you at the arc you get there. Hey, Ron. um no i designed it me and uh isn't it pretty close? Me and Josh. It's close. I mean, I mean they, they, they ain't gonna. They ain't got no animals hanging I, out. I right didn't there. put a giraffe sticking out, although okay. I should. The, the art encounter is really, um, really strict about was, like it being historically accurate and like to yeah. scale. Yes, to scale. And I'm and, looking at those mountains down there because I'm just wondering well, if land, it is. It's landed. It's landed. Oh, it landed. Okay. Yes, yeah, landed. It landed. Yeah, yeah. Is it to scale though? Because that's why the clouds are breaking out of the sun. Yeah, but is it the to sun. scale on the rocks and <laughs> the, the arcs? Man, this is now, a sweet shirt though. It is. It nice. feel like soft. It I just want to make good. sure it's approved so I don't get in trouble for wearing it. Oh, I'm gonna wear this the next show. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right, then they'll they'll know it's a different day. It's a different day <laughs> that we're right. recording that that's other right. show. It's not the same day. Hey, we are so excited to be at the arc. In um, how many days? It's like five, it's ten seven, days, six, six days, no, no, no. four. Uh, it's a days. week, seven days. It's a week. It's, it's, yeah. Tuesday we leave. Yeah. We actually leave to go on Tuesday. I don't even know what day it yeah. is. And we're Tuesday. we're gonna be doing this. Saying that is so beautiful. Yeah, that's that's uh, man, that's and that's that's the that was the original. That's a first. That was our first conference ever, October 2020. Yeah, yeah. October. And if, 3rd if anybody remembers, obviously 2020, COVID, all the stuff was going on. We had a nice event center in Nashville that we had contracted <laughs> right. with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey W. Smith's uh, a, a nonprofit event center. Oh, nice. And then. Uh, I mean, I've been talking with the event coordinator the whole time. I said, hey, look, man, we'll pay your $1,000 day fines. Mm -hmm. Don't yes. worry about us. We got it. We got this. He's like, man, I don't know if we can do this. We're a nonprofit and our board and, you know, mm -hmm. Michael W. Smith, all this stuff. I said, dude, we got it. Don't worry about it. You just turn turn, turn the other way. And then um, <laughs> Rocket uh, Town. I mean, that was our only. The, yeah. um, and, and then a month before. So uh, middle of basically September. September yeah. It's probably about five weeks before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a conversation. He's like, man, uh, my board's not going to let this work wow. here. And I was like, dude, you're canceled on me five weeks before our conference. Yeah. And where do I go? Like everybody in Nashville shut down. But God is good. But God is good. And I found. And he provided an indoor soccer arena. Yeah. Well, by the grace of God, too, like Williamson County had opened up. Yeah. Nashville was the one that kept shutting down every yeah. every 30 days. They'd renew their shutdown order. Yeah. And and the county. Williamson Down to Franklin. Yeah, uh, Franklin, uh, they, they open up. And so I found this guy 
I remember. Who? Yeah, th- there was a lot. It sounds like oh, we just found one building and, and lost another. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You got to remember that building in Rocket Town had all the sound. It had all the video. No, it had right. all the, every, the chairs. It yeah. had everything. everything. Was so we, we had to find it. All, well, and I say yeah. we, I mean Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> yeah. I remember Gabe like got old in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, there was he lost like four years about, of his about life. Thirty more gray white <laughs> yes. hairs in that beard. And of course, the police did show up. They still showed up just to tell us that it was completely legal what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you and sound said, good. <laughs> That's so I think it was something like that. So five weeks before the conference, we had to move a thousand people. Yeah, hotels, Man, it was, it was uh, event glorious, center, glorious. and then we end up in the soccer arena. Of course, they had no sound, chairs, music, no. or anything. And so we uh, need to do I, it again. I, I basically, so we're gonna we're gonna like a punk rock moment. Oh, you know? we're very yeah, yeah. very much. And this year we're at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. There's still room. If you you're yeah. thinking, you know what, actually, middle of October, I don't have anything to do next week. I want yep. to take my family to the Ark. Yes. Um, and we also have day passes. You can actually go. Okay. You just can only go for a day, like Friday, oh, Saturday, or, or beer and salt, oh, whatever. Really? You just buy one day passes. Yep. Okay. So yep. um, check those out. Go to flfnetwork.com. Um, click on the link. Uh, find out more. Uh, we're excited to have, of course, uh, the godfather of the Ark, uh, Ken Ham, will yep. be giving a talk. Gordon Wilson from Ryan the Dance is going to be giving a talk. Um, we've got... Uh, Joe Rigney, we've got Michael Foster, of course, Pastor Doug will be giving a couple talks. I'll give a talk, and then Saturday afternoon we got a live show uh, with uh, Joel Webin yep. and Stephen Wolf. Yes. In which we are going to completely solve all of the world's problems with regard to Christian nationalism. There'll but be no more questions yet. after that. Um, and uh, and then, of course, we have Sabbath Feast. And, yeah. Um, Favorite time. Of, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so come on out. I am. So this last week was CREC Council. So a lot of you, a lot of listeners probably already know this because we interviewed about 15 to 20 pastors. Oh, it was more than that. Was it? Was oh, it, it was. Yeah, because I think the first day we had 15. Okay. If not more. And so we basically counseled the way our denomination structured. We have presbyteries that meet every year and then every third year council meets. Two right. representatives from each church from, go to council. Well, no, two, two representatives from each presbytery. Oh, Two representatives from so each. It's not presbytery. Okay, my fault. My fault. The, the churches send representatives to presbytery, yep. and then the presbytery sends representatives to council. Did the congregation vote on that? Uh, it depends on the church's <laughs> uh, constitution. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, possible. Uh, but interesting. Probably not. Most of them were probably selected by their own elder board, but the uh, elders yeah. were chosen by the congregation, probably. Okay. So yeah. there's uh, it's 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 a trickle up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tri- trickle up. Um, and so our, our this year uh, council. Was in Moscow, Idaho. So I know. all the pastors. Twenty fifth birthday, really? Oh, for wow. the CREC, yeah. For communion oh, of Reformed Evangelical Churches. Wow. The tw- this is happy birthday to us. Twenty five years. Yeah. So well, yeah. that's great. And so it, it like for one is just a blast having all these pastors come through. Yeah. Um, hear about all these different um you know, efforts and work that's going on. Of course, we have friends from Ukraine. Pastor, we have churches in Ukraine. We have yeah. churches in Russia. Did you, did you have, have San Sandwich on the show? <laughs> we had San Sandwich on the Pastor show. Pastor San Sandwich, man. He's, mob, yeah. mob boss he's, San Sandwich. He's a mob boss. I don't uh, know how to feel about that show still. Yeah. He's still yeah, thinking he about challenged, it. You know, there's a, there's a very uh, thick group of conservatives that are like, you know, we shouldn't be sending our money over to Ukraine. And he's yeah. like, no, you need to do it. You need to do it because we need to beat Putin. Yeah. And so you don't have to get in here and lose your sons and daughters to war. You can send your money, have a proxy war. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking about what he said. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm well, not it's particularly sold. hard when it's like there's like m- all these immigrants pouring in from the, on the southern border. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. and there's like there's all, I mean, when there's so many other things going. Send money to our border. Badly. That's I mean, and, and yeah. it's like all this. 
Like just all the corruption. I, guess, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe- if I was a Christian church, I think we were talking about this earlier. And but if I was a Christian church and I was in Ukraine, I could totally understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could get that. Yeah. But that's well, you not- know, if you go to if you go to Ukraine or Russia, you know everything's corrupt. Well, uh, hold on now. Hold on. You act like we have such a great government ourselves. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's, that's my that's my point though. And, and I think it's like for them, it's like yeah, of course everything's corrupt. Give us money. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like. Um, yeah, you'll lose probably about thirty percent, maybe forty percent of it. <laughs> Didn't he yeah. do some of the math? Like you send something like twelve dollars and fifty cents every day to Ukraine. That's yeah, that's kind of the math. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but that's twelve dollars and fifty cents. I would like to keep in my pocket if yeah. I can. It's still my money. Yeah. I like to decide what I like to do with it. Yeah, we so. have, we still have like sort of the semblance of virtue and order in our yeah. country. I, I'm yeah. There's a part of me that's like, as the church. I want to rescue those guys from that environment. I yeah. wish there was a way for us to petition our government, say, okay, these are refugees. Let's bring yeah. them in and yeah. protect them in some way. Um, but but, I, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they'd, I don't think they, I don't think he'd come. leave. I don't think they'd leave. I don't think he'd leave. I, I think they're, they're there for the long haul. Yeah. yeah. You know, San Sanich uh, came over. I don't know if he told you the story, but um, I remember meeting him in Houston, Texas in, uh, I think it was 2008. And the doctors gave him some like diagnosis, like he was dying. Yeah. Some kind of He sick, didn't look sick, like sick. it. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> so at the end of council, like the uh, delegates of council laid hands on him and prayed that God would heal him. Mm. And he's still here. Wow. Like 15 years later. Wow. And yeah, he's going strong. He ain't slowing yeah. down. Yeah. So maybe, you know. He's still smoking like a chimney. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was so depressed he couldn't smoke in here. In our studio. He was, Yo, he I was ain't frustrated because the last time we had him on the show here, he, was, he could smoke in our previous yeah, studio. Was, I, was, yeah. I ain't seen a man so disappointed in my life. <laughs> He's like, what am I doing yeah, here? He's like, it's better in Russia. Than- <laughs> <laughs> here, I can at least smoke in Russia. <laughs> Even though I hate Russia. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. So but this got me thinking when council uh, came through last week, just, uh, you know, the glory of it all. Um, it also kind of got me thinking how Im- important um, councils are. You see this in scriptures. You see Acts 15 was yeah. a council, you yeah. know, and God and God moves in councils. He right. for. Um, those congregationalists kind of more leaning evangelical Baptist um, CEO structures. There's they, they, most of the church does not tend to believe in, in presbyteries or, or presbytery yeah, council. Do. Like what? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, those are called regional associations, Gabe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I actually think the theology behind councils is important. Um, you know, you, uh, and the theology behind um, d- presbyteries oh. are, is important. Uh, and, and you see a lot of this throughout scripture and you see when Paul planted churches, he, you know, and when he wrote letters, he wrote to the churches of Galatia. Yeah. Uh, you see that, uh, uh, the council in acts 15 get together and, and decide, make a big decision on yeah. do Gentiles need to be circumcised or not. Right. Uh, praise and, God. And, and then you see kind of moderate <laughs> councils like the council of Nicaea, um, yeah. Uh, well, Westminster divines. Yeah, well, uh, there, there were hundreds of councils in the ancient church too. We just don't know most of them. Yeah, like, like we we hear about like the highlights, but there mm-hmm. were actually tons of councils because mm-hmm. um, they're working and, out stuff and they're working stuff out. And right. some and some of the most significant ones rise to the top. Rise yeah. to the top yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of our memory yeah. because of the significant decisions that are made there. Right. So, Gabe, would you say that even um, denominations that have apostatized that those those are even moving the right the councils that they have matter to still? Uh, I mean, I think councils obviously can do bad things. You sure. Have, you have the, the papist councils. Yeah. I'm just thinking of um, like, you got the yeah. Anglicans that are, there's that whole thing with them, with the homosexual movement. And, mm-hmm. um, and then you have the Lutherans 
Well, what you, you know, I mean, like, like the, when a council does something b- bad or goes south, it's because it's already been happening in the people for decades. And it finally just, you know, floated up to the top and the council finally, you know, ratified what the state of the congregations or the state of the, the Presbyterian denomination so was. just judgment. They, all it's they're just, doing is marking their judgment as just when that, they go as a right. council. So, and okay. I, but I think part of this is like, we don't, um, we don't believe in, in, in the, I think, in what God is doing when churches come together. We don't believe in, let's say, the politics of church councils. This is because we don't have much of a covenant theology. Yeah, mm. that's true. So, so we, that's we true. don't actually, we don't believe that God actually repre- um, recognizes our representatives. Yeah. So I, this mm. is something that I, I think mm. we, it's, it takes a while to get your head in around, but recognizing that God doesn't look at the human race as just this flat expanse yeah. of just ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. It's just so like, you know, we're all just human beings, human mm-hmm. beings like this flat. No, he, he actually created it with this inherent structure to it. And he actually represents, uh, he actually recognizes the representatives of the structure that he's created. Right. Mm. So, so for example, in Revelation 2 and 3, Jesus personally writes letters to pastors of seven churches. That's right. To the angel at the church of Ephesus. To right, the angel right. of the church. Um, and so Jesus recognizes. Imagine opening that envelope. <laughs> this, this letter is oh. to Pastor Rich <laughs> from Jesus. From, from Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> you lukewarm. <laughs> Guys, we're going to have a revival. <laughs> um, but that's, um, but I think, but this is, so, so a man who's the head of his household, he can pray to God like Job did on behalf of his household. Yeah. Mm. And God listens to heads of households. Yeah. Like God recognizes, it's not, you're just not just Joe. Uh-huh. You're Joe, the head of that household, the Smith yeah. household and pastors and elders are the heads of their, are, they represent their church. Yeah. And then if those representatives get together and make decisions together, yeah. I believe that God recognizes those decisions yeah. and either honors and blesses the faithful decisions or else is dishonored yeah. and curses those decisions. Yeah. And um, so I think it, I think we don't, we just think of it all as just sort of free association. We're all a bunch of libertarians. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, meeting, meeting to agree on a couple things here it, and there. Yeah. And we don't understand that yeah. God made the world in such a way that no, it's, it's like pastor Doug likes to say, it's like not whether you're the head of your household, not whether you're responsible. It's just whether you're, you're taking that responsibility seriously. Either right. you're doing a good job of leading your family and right. taking responsibility right. or you're sucking at it. Right. That's, that's my, that's yeah. my shorthand. I, I that's a great quote. <laughs> from so then let me, let me, let me push this a little bit. So then like, let's say that you're in the SBC, denomination like the SBC yeah. um, and you're seeing that the way it's going and you're like did you say okay I don't want the judgment what's going to come down on this and so you leave and find a different presbytery how does right. that well I think read the prophets I mean the prophets are I mean that's like just scathing and God is so scathing with his people because he loves them so much mm. but there's always there's there's many unfaithful people that get you know the, the lashing yeah but there's always a remnant there's always the remnant and God right. God, bring, he sends his judgments with laser precision. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not saying that no one ever died in the judgments who was faithful and went to heaven. Right. But God knows what he's doing perfectly, and he's always preserving his people, mm-hmm. um, whether they're taken into exile or whether they're left in the land. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's the same thing. So I think different, different people are going to be called to different things. And sometimes you're called to stay in, a, in an erring denomination to be the Jeremiah. 
Yeah. And to be the yeah. canary in the coal mine. And we, we have a couple and, of friends in the Methodists and the PCUSAs yeah, right. that and, are doing and, that. And, yeah. and I, I mean, I, Lutherans yeah. too, yeah. Frequently, I don't, I don't, it doesn't work out. I mean, usually, you you know, you get sawed in half, like, you know, <laughs> well, like, if you're like staying, Isaiah or you, should, you should expect that, but, though, yeah, right? But, but as long as you can stay, if you can stay and you can't, you have some ministry that God's called you to, then you don't run away from that. Mm-hmm. But frequently, you realize, okay, these guys are pulling in a completely different direction. Um, I, while we hold to these covenant realities, um, it doesn't mean you can't ever change you can't switch yeah. well i guess part of it for me too i guess if you decide to stay in a bad denomination don't play footsie with the idols that are absolutely there. not yeah, you, right. you, you need know? you need to be jeremiah like yeah. yelling naked in and front of everybody what, yeah. what i've seen is a, is a lot of cowards who aren't willing to grab their axe and go down and chop the idol tree that yeah. everybody's worshiping in front of right like right. go go chop this down be bonifice everybody will hate you and everybody will hate you but right. then but if and you're then, there in 10 years 20 years 30 years they'll thank you right well, yeah, and you might die in the process. Yeah, right. But if you're there and you know that this thing is falling away, you're there to die, right? right? Like, or right, or it's right. going to convert one of right. the two. But right. that's your only two options. So you do the things that put you in the yeah, position right. where it's like he's going to bring revival, or it's going to bring the enemy, right. and the guy's going to yeah. use that somehow. And, you know, I mean, ta- you know, tapping into some of our, you know, Rod Martin types. I mean, like, there's a right. fight still happening there. There's yes. still a fight happening. It's not. It's yeah. you know, I can imagine. You know, there's certain communions where like you know they're debating whether or not you know to have two pride Sundays or seven pride Sundays. And you're like, yeah. okay, that put a, put a fork in that one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's, there's a, there's a fight still going on in the SBC. There, there is. And the PCA. And, and, and here's what's, here's what's funny about like, so I said, you know, I don't think people quite understand uh, or people realize the political ramifications of denominations meeting, right. Of councils meeting, right. Political, and, uh, the political mm. ramifications. Right. And what's funny is the SBC tries to pretend that what they do is not political, but the Washington post, Writes an article every time the SBC meets they don't together. Try and but, you know, no, they, they, yes, the world is watching. The SBC, they, they don't try and pretend they, like it doesn't have political. They believe they got the ERLC, bro. They believe that <laughs> only in a Gnostic way. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in that case, they're just trying to affect hearts and yeah. minds. Yeah, that's right. So, but 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 hearts and minds in 2020. Hearts and minds. Point. Hearts and minds. Point. <laughs> Point. That's it. Not yeah. at, not actual public policy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Japan, Japan. hearts and minds. Uh, but I think one of the things that happened in 2020, one of the blessings is everyone realized how scattered and how weak they were being kind of in their siloed church, yeah. not being connected to a broader denomination. I mean, the, especially our Canadian boys. You talk to our Canadian boys. They yeah. felt that. Yeah. And they slowly over time found other churches that were like-minded. But, uh, but imagine if um, the SBC in 2020 would have voted and said, none of our churches are shutting down. Yeah. That would have, imagine how that would have changed. I mean, there's 50, what, 50 million people as part of the SBC? Right. And how many thousands of well, churches? I mean, or, I, I get it with COVID, but what if they just said, hey, we're just not going to send our kids to government schools? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. imagine, imagine what they that vote would on it. Yeah. Vody, Vody did propose that. Yeah. They tried. That would have been you, nice. That, that place been tried. But, but I think, you know, when you aren't part of a faithful denomination and you're just a local church, you are weak. You're scattered. Mm. It's just you. And I, 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 um, in 2020 and not in 2020, but we went to the Louisiana council when council was there three years ago. And that's yeah. my first time to go. Super no encouraged. It was actually 21 because we, we bumped that's it one year because of 20. So that's why the math didn't work. Yeah. yeah, the math didn't work. Like, yeah. Three we, just, years. we just got back on track this year. Yeah, it was yeah, supposed yeah. to be 2020. Okay. And, and so we we're down in Moreau's fantastic, wonderful. Um, Steve Wilkins church hosted it. And, and then the council here this last week just kind of reminded me yeah. like I, you know, we have, like four, five, six, seven, something like Acts 29, former Acts 29 churches looking to come into our denomination. 
And our denomination's unique in the sense that we have that cooperative baptismal agreement where where you can be a, a Pado Baptist or Credo Baptist church Love and be that. fully in fellowship with everybody. It's fantastic. And you really like like the fellowship that that encourages in right. a denomination is really cool. Right. Because right. it's not like everyone's dropping their distinctives at the door. Right. Because uh, everyone, we're still debating Baptist and Pado Baptist and Credo Baptist and, and amongst everybody yeah. at the at this is fun. It's fantastic. But but I think everyone's starting to major on the majors and, and and then those those other doctrines which are very important to all of us right. individually. Um, the discussion was fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's and, how, that's how the denomination started, by the way. So the first yeah. three churches that started the CREC were uh, were churches that had been independent Baptist churches, yeah. and some of the elders became Reformed, and some of them became Pado Baptist. Right. But some of them remained Credo Baptist, yeah. and there are these three churches where that basically happened all at the same time. And they're all good friends. And they were they basically committed that we're not going to divide over this. We're going to work through this. We're going <laughs> to be charitable about this. And um, and so, but the as they looked into the existing denominations, the Reformed Baptist denominations wouldn't take them because they were, they had Presbyterian elders, yep. and the Presbyterian denominations wouldn't, wouldn't take them because they yeah. had Reformed Baptist yep. elders. And so that's how the CREC started. They were like, "Well, let's band together and see what the Lord does." Well, and then that's and then that's what's additionally funny about all this is these Acts twenty nine are former Acts twenty nine churches are looking to come into our denomination because um, <laughs> they got kicked out for not being winsome. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you know. So this is the the pendulum swinging kind of thing. You know, Mark Driscoll, who's not the winsome pastor, yeah, um, creates a big storm, big problem for Acts twenty nine. They kick they kick marks out, mark out, and so then they swing. So like, you know, if you aren't being winsome, you're being mean. You're, you're right. being like, you know, our former pastor Mark Hey, here. did you pat them down on the way in and out? <laughs> I just want to make sure. No. no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No. We, don't, we but, don't do that? No, but, we're just pretty, we're just pretty open. These guys, huh. these churches who are, who seem I was to looking be, at them sideways. Yeah. See, yeah, you were. Yeah, these churches, these X-29, former X-29 brothers, they seem to be great brothers. They seem to care about the right things. They seem to be fighters, <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah, bro, you welcome. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you welcome. All right, dude, dude we're not, we're and, not, we're not into the TSA. Yeah, Knox over here, like, right. and, I, look, I'm just trying and, to make sure that we got all the Acts 29 out of them. Yeah. Uh, that is all uh, I want to make uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> but and the thing is, is they got kicked out for seemingly all the right reasons. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and that's and true. and uh, and so, I but I couldn't think where else would they go? SBC, you're going to be fighting the stupid winsome battle in the SBC, right? You're going to be fighting that in the PCA. Well, technically, could be both, down. right? They could be X29 and SBC. And SBC. Yeah. They can yeah. do both. But I'm saying is, you can, actually be both. you can actually be SBC and CREC, too. Yeah, all at the same time. And yeah. X29. How does that work? Yeah. Because we because you're you're allowed to be a part of multiple. You pay a dollar a year and you're part of the SBC. We're, we're, uh, we, we don't have anything in our bylaws about that. We should. We, we should. It actually says explicitly that you're allowed to. Hey, what? Hey, can yeah. I? Can I, can I see if King's Cross can sign up to SPC? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> so it's like it's like our friends down in Louisiana. We got, we got some friends down in Louisiana, and they're yeah. actually still members of the SBC. They're checking out the CREC. Okay. But they're already baptizing babies. And they're still part of the SBC. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 reg, the regional association like uh, heard, heard about it. That's funny. And the regional association, I think the pastors actually the, 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 sent a letter to the regional association and said, we probably should withdraw our membership. Uh, we're baptizing babies now. And the regional directors are like, yeah, yeah, probably, but you need to have a congregational vote. So they sent it to them. They'd had a congregational meeting and the congregation voted to stay in the SBC. <laughs> Go baptize your kids if you have children. Yeah, That's know. funny. How does that, how's the SBC going to handle that one? Because they got to get the congregation. <laughs> they might actually Come allow on. for elder run things. Like, yeah, yeah the elders ne- got it. Never right. mind. <laughs> Just go with what the pastor said. <laughs> 
but we, but we actually discussed this quite a bit at the, this recent council because um, one of the things that we've had working out, we've we've had to work this out for a while. But we have so you can come in as um, straight Presbyterian Westminster, you can come in Presbyterian uh, Pado uh, Communion, you can come in 1689 London Baptist yep. Confession. Yep. So you, everybody uh, um, subscribes to the Ecumenical Councils, Nicaea, mm-hmm. uh, Apostles Creed, Nicene Creed, uh, definition of Chalcedon, and then you pick a Reformation. Um, uh, 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 creed or uh, yeah, confession yeah. Um, that you come under. Um, and then, um, but basically, obviously that means you've got different churches that have slightly different practices. And so we've basically had this general encouragement, like be nice to each other, play nice when people transfer or visit yeah, and yeah. generally honor one another in that, yeah. which is functionally meant that um, basically um, if you're a Baptist family, that transfers to a Presbyterian family. You can remain Baptist. You don't have to baptize your kids to become a full member and vice versa. But if a Presbyterian family transfers to a Baptist church, um, the Baptist church is basically promising to receive those baptisms as legit baptisms. Yeah. There's been a little bit of um, vagueness. I think most people kind of understood that. And that's been generally the, um, uh, the consensus, but we hammered out um, kind of a little bit more language um, uh, sort of um, nailing that down um, mm-hmm. and making that a little clearer that as, as you're welcome to um, continue your own personal practices in your local church. Um, but if there are transfers, if there are visiting families um, that you basically part of being part of the denomination is you promise to honor the decisions in terms of baptism and yeah. communicant status of uh, other CREC congregations. We also adopted a little bit of language though um, for Baptists that are considering coming in. Um, Joe Rigney, our, our, our buddy, yeah. um, has done some um, homework on this and actually found that in the original 1689 Baptist confession was actually a consensus document, as all these are, they're all consensus documents right, always, right. Yeah. Um, but in the original that was actually in 1670 like something, when the, the, original, first one. the very, very first one. Yeah, yeah. way after Westminster. The, the, there, was a, <laughs> there was an appendix that, descri- that actually explained explicitly that the section on baptism, uh, and, oh, sorry, open communion, closed communion, was a, a consensus where um, they had different um, practices amongst themselves. Some would accept to the table people who had been baptized as infants. Some, oh. some would not. Do Baptists know this? Well, well, we're trying to help them know. Because they're their really own history. Now, so, so John Bunyan is the most famous. Okay. Um, yeah. Credo Baptist, yeah. who, who was an, an open communion, uh-huh. Credo Baptist, who accepted infant baptisms right. as um, he would call them valid but improper. Is that where Rigney originally got that kind of language yeah. from? So he, okay. So, was John Bunyan well, valid and proper? I, I, I don't know. He's, I he's one of them. Yeah. But there were a, a group of them at the London Baptist um, Council or whatever. Uh-huh. So Baptists have councils too, maybe. Um, and uh, and they, But they hammered out the language in order for open communion Baptists. I don't think Baptists know this. To sign on to that. I and, don't think they and know. So, um, so what basically we just adopted at council both um, solidifying our general practice that, that you receive transfers and visitors yeah. from other CREC churches and honor the baptism and communicate status, but also get, um, um, pass this language based on that consensus um, yeah. statement. Oh, that's huge. That says basically that, that we offer to Baptists that want to come in, this is how you can do it. Yeah. And you can adopt this, put this in your con- your confession or your constitution if you want, that says um, we are a Baptist church. We believe that the proper mode of baptism is immersion to only those who have professed personal um, faith in the Lord Jesus as, as Baptists believe. Um, however, um, we believe that infant baptisms are valid because they're in water in the triune name, mm. even though we believe they're improper. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a way of, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing the statement that we adopted, right. but, um, but that's one of the other things that we Making nailed it down. Work for the Baptists in their good conscience. Yeah. yeah. Try, kind of, try, kind of, trying yeah. to show them that there's yeah. a way to do this in good conscience yeah. that is actually in line with, with the, the 1689 
London Baptist Confession. And so we've accepted the 1689 since the founding of the denomination. You can come in under that. Um, Basically, what we're requiring, though, is that you be of the open communion version. Yeah. Right. right, um, right. Rather than the closed communion version. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny. I've always thought, I've been um, thinking about this a lot for the last few years, but if we can figure this out and we can get the table right um, and the unity around the table and brothers can come together, I think that. It's probably most of where our, 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 our friction is in the culture is that we can't even come together around the table of the Lord mm. as brothers. That's going to have an effect on reality. Yeah. Um, it's going to have an effect on society. Right. And the more that we can understand that and make that work together as a family, mm. I think that's going to bleed out into the rest of society. And we don't see that in any other. I can't find it any other place, any other denomination where mm. that's a reality. That's no, why I've always loved the CREC yeah. is because um you could have both people there at the table together, knowing that we have disagreements and stuff, but we're coming to the Lord's table, eating together as a family. I've always said, man, if we figure this out, um, we can, the social justice stuff, we can work through all that stuff. We can figure out, I think that's the standard. The table is the standard of the reality of the world. Right. Right. And once, and once we stop excommunicating people who are Christians, maybe we can figure out how to deal with the rest of the world. And so I'm so excited to hear that pastor. That's that's, really good. That's why like, uh, I think, People should be Christians should be working real hard to lock arms with like minded churches. Mm. Yeah. Right. Especially in this post COVID, post woke world. That, yeah. that, that's right. And so, I, you know, I mean, I like my SBC brothers, but they're fighting fights that, like, I think are more distracting than, you know, some of them are very important. I'm not, you know, but the winsome argument, you know, how do you say that? You know, the, P, the PCA. Uh, and, and I think that that's why I'm grateful, like these Acts 29 brothers, former Acts 29. Um, uh, brothers are looking at coming in because I I actually almost don't want our denomination. I'm going to say this out loud on the microphone. Uh oh, I, I almost don't. Should I mute his mic. Pa- I almost don't you, want uh, our denomination to grow from PCA churches who are tired of what's going on in the PCA coming into our denomination. Why? Because they aren't fighting over there, and then they're just going to come over here. Wait, and wait, what and if, what the wait, whoa, 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 wait, uh, whoa, Most PCA churches are not. We're not fighting very hard the revoice thing. No, now this this last this last um uh I general assembly number, last general assembly there's actually some very good progress in all this. Do, do you think that the PCA just moves a little slower? But once they found out, there were some people who Man, were engaging. I, I mean, I knew there were there were well, there we, were, we we have friends that were fighting hard tooth yes. and nail, but and they were discouraged about um other pastors not getting involved and getting excited about the fight. So your, your question, so the way I'm patting down the uh, yeah. Acts 29, you're like, you all right, did you fight? What did you do? Yeah. How did you, all did right. you make anybody mad? Did all the PCA get off of you before you came over? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How are you planning to pay for your medical bills in 2024? Before answering that question, here are three reasons you should look into healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries. One, there are no networks, which means you choose the doctors and hospitals you go to and you have a say in the treatments you receive. Two, you're part of a Christian community. When you have a medical need, fellow members send money directly to you to help you pay your shareable medical bills, and you'll do the same for them, all while praying for and encouraging one another. Three, it could be more affordable than what you're paying for now. So for more reasons to join the Samaritan community, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. All right, so, so I'm just going to give a little sales pitch. Like, okay. Just like think about joining the CRAC. <laughs> That's okay. it. I mean, like I was very encouraged this last week and, and I've never really kind of did a sales pitch for the, for council, for joining council, for joining the CRAC. And I was I like, uh, I'm ready. I'm like, I think, I think this is a great denomination to lock arms the next 50 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's some healthy pastors in it. I think there's some healthy way of thinking going on in this denomination. 
And I, I mean, I, I think a lot of the, there's a lot of churches out there who need to find a good community of other churches to lock arms with. One of the other unique things about the CREC, I just mentioned this. I know we need to finish, but yeah. is um, the CREC is actually truly an international denomination. That's right. Mm. Um, most other American denominations have like foreign arms or associations or groups. But we, they we, get three fifths of vote. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You want to slap him? You can slap him if you want. Um, <laughs> that was a good joke. No, no, the, uh, but the uh, but we actually have so we actually we have one presbytery that is actually fully international, Hus Presbytery. Oh, um, and uh, and uh, Pastor Boo Boo, remember Boogamil? Yes, Boo Boo. Um, uh, yes, uh, he, he's the Polish Godfather. Yes, he um, is. But we have like Polish churches, Ukrainian churches. That's mostly Eastern Europe, but also we have a, a church in Tokyo. Um, oh, really? And and, and yeah, Japan, Russia, yeah. um, and we have two new churches coming possibly in uh, from the UK and, um, and Nor Norwegians, our Norwegian brothers, Norwegian guys checking it out. Who yeah. I could not understand their church's name or website yeah, address. But they were very enthusiastic. They and, were and and, yeah. uh, and excited and and um, actually uh, they asked uh, for prayer specifically last night because their uh, their uh, general assembly or what their um whatever parliament was about to pass a law uh, making it illegal uh, for pastors. Um, to um, try to convince uh, homosexuals to repent. Oh, wow. they got their own C4 yeah. bill. Yeah. So yeah. Um, apparently Norway's in the process of, of, of passing that sort of thing and up to like, uh, he said, years in prison and fines. Oh. And uh, so um, be praying for our Norwegian brothers. Um, yeah. But we also had um, a brother here from, uh, I think from Kenya. Was he from Kenya? Did you catch okay. that? Did you meet him? Kip, Kip from Kenya. Um, and uh, um, he was there checking us out. Um, uh, we, have, uh, we have two churches now in Brazil. Yeah, um, one yeah, of them is a cool. full member church, and then we have a mission church. The guy couldn't get his visa approved, but um, he's he's um, trying to come in. Mm. Um, we had another brother, um, actually Australian brother, who's a pastor of a church in Tokyo. Another hey, church Mike. in Tokyo. Um, he's Australian. Yeah, um, but I think I think married a Japanese uh, woman, and I would love uh, to hear the accent of him was, talking it was, Japanese. It, it, it was pretty funny. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would make your day. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyways, I I think it's actually a cool protection. Um, I think a lot of American denominations get really caught up in all, like American, like and we are like still American centric in many ways because yeah. the majority of our denomination is American. But the fact we have Canadian churches, the fact that we have Brazilian churches, we have um, Japanese churches, we have um, Ukrainian churches, Russian yeah. churches, Polish churches. We have um, Russian pastors and, and Ukrainian pastors. Know, it's it's incredible. I, but I think there's something about that that's really good for our, our souls. Yeah. And it, and it makes us think we have to think a little bit more broadly than just what are the things that we're um, facing. And I yeah. think that's also, that's another part of sort of like you were talking about, you know, the infant baptism, um, credo baptism thing where we're committed to working yeah. through that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think in the same way, I think having international churches makes us a better, stronger uh, yeah. denomination yeah. as well. Man, ugh, there's so much to say about that. All right. Give the website. So everybody, anybody who wants to go C -R -E check it out. Crechurches.org. Crechurches.org. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. I'm David Reese, Chief Executive Officer of Armored Republic. We've been around for over a decade, serving you now, trying to provide tools of liberty to free men to be able to resist tyrants and criminals to the honor of Christ. And we've created a lot of content to help you to understand products, to help you to understand how bullets get stopped, and you've seen a lot of cool things. But we've decided it's time to share some of what we have internally. A lot of people ask us what it is that we're about, what it is we're trying to accomplish, and the name captures 
what we're trying to accomplish. Armored Republic is the idea that we want to see our Republic armored. We want it to be hardened. We want it to be defensible. We want to guard, watch, keep, preserve, maintain the things that have been attained to. And so guarding that is a part of this armoring. We believe that if we can provide armor to you, if we can equip you, if we can give you knowledge, if we can help you to resist the nonsense that's dominant in the spirit of the age, and if you have all of that, we've equipped you with tools of liberty. Tools of liberty includes intellectual ammunition. It includes the skill to be able to resist. It includes body armor itself, plate carriers, belts, IFACs to be able to heal up, stitch up, to be able to stop the bleed. Right? These are the things that we're trying to get to you. Now, as we think about that, a part of what's happened is there's, there's, there's sort of this, this, this sense in which there's a feeling of the tearing of the fabric of society. And so people don't know what it is that they should be doing. They don't know what to do, what to guard, where, where to gather. We want to encourage you to be able to gather free men who know what liberty is, who know that liberty is not a license to do wickedness, but it is the power to do righteousness in the face of, of tyrants and criminals. It is the ability to say no, and it's the ability to say yes to the right things. It's the ability to build. You need sword and trowel. You have to be able to put things together. So what we're trying to do now is trying to communicate more and more what it is to armor the Republic. And in addition to that, what is the Republic that we're guarding and trying to build? Republic's not just another word for democracy, which is the rule of the people. The rule of the people is, is, is two wolves and a sheep voting who's for dinner. If you, if you have a pure democracy, all you're going to do is vote on who to kill, and you're going to vote on whose wallet to pick. That's not what America is about. America is a republic if we can keep it. The Constitution attempts to capture the God-given rights that we receive as a heritage. It recognizes them. It does not give them. It does not grant them. But it rather establishes a clear public recognition of the rights that we have. What we are trying to do is to help to educate and strengthen and unite a movement to see that liberty does not perish from the land. This is Armored Republic, and in a republic there is no king but Christ.